you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. I'm Atlas. Matt and Root Beer aren't here, but uh, I don't know if this is better. Could be better. Uh, it might be a little better. It might be a little worse. You know, we could be getting something uh, amazing here, and you could be getting something cringe. Depends on who you ask, you know? Yeah, our, our guest today is uh, 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 Ty Sensei, a.k.a. Yep. Ty Smith. Uh, Ty Smith. That, from Facebook is my last name, apparently. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Ty here just got top eight at Worlds. Um, Indeed, yeah. Uh, the only Narukami in top eight. So, you know, I feel a little happy about that, being able to top with a deck that I actually, like, know and love. Um, I was considering bringing Highlander for a little while, but, like, I didn't feel like um, learning Solitaire. Uh, so I just, I was like, you know what? Erad did be pretty good last season. Uh, it has a good Highlander matchup. So walked in with that, topped, feel really good with my performance. So I'm really happy with how this weekend went out. It's, uh, it, it must have been a crazy time, like... Uh, first, I, I wanted to know before going into the tournament, how did you prepare? Um, well, I got a little bit of testing in. I wish I got more testing in, honestly, because there was one deck that will. I'll talk about that when we get to my matchups. There was one deck that I had a really poor matchup against that I just expected to not really be there. Um, and it was there a lot. It took up four of the top eight spots, actually. Um, okay. and so, but I did get to do some testing. Uh, what I really did to prepare myself was kind of. There's a little uh, ritual I have where it's take a shower in the morning and listen to insert inspirational music here. Um, when I top twoed in Rosemont, it was uh, Be a Man from Mulan. Uh, this time it was Bury the Light from Devil May Cry 5. Um, and it, This is all yeah. over the place. I know, no, it's, it's, it's my motivational ritual. It works every time. and I, top, I have a 100% topping record doing this. Um, so, so, so like... Does does the music change where like the genre shifts, or do you have? I just pick a, a vote. I just pick a motivational song of the week, buddy. Get myself in there. Um, but what I really, what really, really uh, prepared me was um, the advice I got from a lot of people in building the deck. A lot of my time went into my deck building. Um, I aimed to beat specifically Highlander this format. I expected a lot of the people that I was playing to be on Highlander, and I was. 90% correct. Uh, again, there's the top four Steam Maiden that I did not anticipate. I expected Highlander to be in that spot, rather. Um, but I did get a 100% win record against Highlander, and I was really good at the mirror. So it really was just a lot of testing. I just wish I test tested more, honestly. Um, so with Highlander, what was it that you were expecting to see? So with Highlander, um, here's the way that the reason why Highlander is so good. They got the ride up, that's powerful. They got right, sorry, the ride down, that's powerful. Um, they have a really strong stride turn. But what really pushes them over the edge are two cards that I'm sure we've all heard of, the Pearl Sisters. Um, and those cards are the reason why uh, they have such an advantage over most decks in terms of the app, the, the output of damage they can uh, they can supply. Uh, and so I needed a way to kill them on their own turn, and that's where Narukami comes in. Um, they have Unruly Dragon, they have Impede, they have Bulwark, they have a lot of ways of killing stuff on the opponent's turn, uh, and if I could get any one of those to go off and kill the Pearl Sisters, I'm set for the rest of the game. Their hand size may be big, but it's mostly cards with pretty low shield values, um, and so I just shred through their hand uh, for no reason. 
it's for that reason that the deck I brought has a 100% win rate against Highlander, not counting over trigger. Um, but uh, I just didn't expect to see as much steam in it as I did, unfortunately. I thought that the, the piano ban would take away the power, the deck's power ceiling, not its consistency ceiling. Um, unfortunately, I was just incorrect in that matter. I completely forgot a few variables that we'll talk about when we get to top eight, but uh, when we get to the matchup talk. Okay. Um, was there anything you added in, like in your deck building, where you're like, "This is for a specific matchup, this particular card"? It was for- unruly dragon. Yeah, I can tell you that it was unruly dragon. Um, unruly dragon is a promo from old G era. I'm sure a lot of us know about it. Um, but it's a card that basically says when it intercepts. You counterblast one card with Eradicator in the card name uh, in order to snipe a rear guard that is not attacking or boosting. Therefore, it has the ability to intercept, guard one attack for a 5k shield, uh, and then snipe the other column rather easily. If the opponent does not deal with it or they do not play around it, it's turn ending. And sometimes it's even turn ending if you're able to put a Dismal on the card. Uh, this deals with the Pearl Sisters. This deals with Restanders in the Mirror Match. This re- deals with uh, any unit that might time leap later on in the Steam Maiden matchup. This deals with uh, Assassin in the DI matchup. This deals with a lot of cards, and it's it, 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 it's a very meta... It, it's a card that's very reliant on what the meta looks like. Uh, and it's for that reason I think Unruly was the card that when I slipped it in, I was like, okay, these are for these matchups. The other cards in Eradicator are really kind of just there to be there like Cho is there because he's good Zuitan's there because he supplies his soul um but the other two cards were the s for ideas uh the grade four overdress card that card can restand even if they have a rear guard in the front row uh decks like highlander and steam maiden have g guards that will put units in the front row to prevent your cho restand and so these are the only cards that can actually restand uh without needing to meet any sort of condition so so Asperdia what was used just to get around that uh yeah that um I guess trick they had against you. Yeah, right? yeah, because if they if they put a rear guard in the front row, then Showa was completely useless, right? Yeah. So I needed a restander that could deal with that. And so Esper Idea was um I mean it was the next best pick. Like this is a card that was really good in Ripple meta because Ripple often had a full front row, even if you uh, sweep commanded them. Uh this card was really good. In the prior format, even when we had Stunverse, again, because Highlander and Steam Maiden were running around. Um, I feel like people cutting this card was a big mistake. It's the only reason that your Steve turns have any pressure if you're against those kind of decks. Cho'o is still in there in case you don't run into those kind of decks. Um, but he's usually discard fodder in those matchups. I think this is one of those cards where if you are playing in premium, any sort of dragon empire oh yeah deck. like this will probably come up at some oh point. yeah no it's a murakumo yeah. staple if you'd believe that yeah um I, I like for people who uh watch the nexus at night channel i i recently put out a deck profile um where it was eugene kagero and oh, while the, oh while the list at the time didn't have this at two copies i i did put it in the like pinned comment below or like yeah you can do yeah um and I really think it's a solid uh, card, especially because you can go uh, like the stride that gives your uh, your field plus 10k and then yep. restands with Oswald and then swings again. Yeah, and then you do it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Esper Idea is an incredibly powerful card in this deck specifically because of a card like Exterminate adding so much power to your front row. This card will just swing for absolutely massive numbers. Yeah. Um, I know Rollick is a staple in pretty much every 
premium yeah. deck if you can fit it. You need to be able to survive ride downs. You need to be able to survive ride ups. Um, basically, Rawlock right now is there for the spikes matchup net mainly, but it mm. does have applications during ride down turns where they have the Pearl Sisters on the ride down. Basically, if they high roll uh, or against the Steam Maiden matchup, if they end up calling something off of a Time Leaper, for instance. Uh, this also, if they do, if they do ride up, this prevents any crazy shenanigans. Like, um, let's say for example. Uh, and th this is something that would never come up, but it's the most relevant example I can think of in my head because I am I have a small brain. Um, if they armor break me on turn three, this prevents me from instantly dying to armor break, for example, right? That's anything, really funny. Yeah, anything with a ginormous number and ginormous critical before you're able to start striding, Rawlock deals with it. Uh, my luck with, with this card is I always did it after I've ridden up to grade three, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that's if a, any, it's, it's still attack shield. It's still attack shield. Yeah, no, still it's still attack shield. shield. Um, I, I really think, again, this is one of those things where if you're switching to premium and like no matter what the clan is, it's probably going to be useful at yep. some point. I think everyone um, should have at least have a playset in their collection somewhere. Yeah. And I, I keep bringing this up just because I realize now with. Uh, the Vita Premium series, which Ty has an episode on, the Link Joker one, um, and like I, after the the Eugene thing that I just did, I think I want to start doing like how to turn like uh, overdressed bosses and premium. I'll I'll figure that. Oh out. yeah, no, you can, <laughs> like, the easiest one to do is like a d dark irregulars because they can play every single dark states boss in the game, right? Yeah, like they can play Barrow. Um, I know that some people are on Drajeweled now in NLK. Um, I know oh. some people are, yeah, no, no, because they play it as a one of in case they get damage denied. Because Redul deletes the Vanguard down to one power without needing to use a counter blast. Oh, that's smart. I I was trying to do like Redul uh, without an LK, but just that plus uh, four facts. Uh, ah, get, yeah, get yeah, yeah. Nowhere, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Know, to be continued. There are things you can do. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Rolock is a card that I feel like came up in almost every matchup that he was relevant, uh, or, or every matchup that I wanted to see him. Um, if you keep him, if you see him in your opener, it's not the end of the world. If you see him later in the game, it's also not the end of the world. Even mm -hmm. if you draw him later in the game, like he's just sitting in your hand as a 10k shield, he is still a 10k shield. Uh, often cards like Mighty Bolt would be in this space, but Mighty Bolt, A, there was no room, and B, later in the game, Mighty Bolt might as well just be a 10k shield anyway. And so roll in this deck, you're really not missing out by holding on to Rolux in the late game. Uh, because cards like New School are cards that you would call out in the late game anyway. You only want to see this card in the first three turns of the game. Um, Demolition Dragon is good at any time, though. Like, you can drop yeah. Demolition Dragon at any time you want, and it's fine. Demolition Dragon is especially potent in the early game. Uh, this card is literal, yeah. like, AIDS. It's, like, one of those powerful cards in yeah. the entire game right now. It's so ungodly strong in my stream game against andrew kondrick he was playing luard gize i had access to two of these and that's the reason i think i won was just the pressure that i got from that turn um because these gize can't check defensive triggers because you don't get the power um dropping a demolition and just ooga booga in him to death was kind of all i needed to just have enough hand size to survive into the late game and just win right there um the fact that it binds from drop zone also came up a lot actually um it was used to fuel bulwark it was used to keep um pieces out of drop zone in certain matchups uh and it was also used in the in testing it was used in the mirror match to go into soul so that they couldn't uh activate steve's effect to drag it to front row to damage deny um it's a very it's a very versatile card i'm guessing new school is used instead of mighty bolt because it's more versatile and you have more targets 
it, yeah, I have more targets. It's yeah. more versatile. Uh, right now, I'm working on a new build to fit the Steam Maiden meta. This build was really good for what I was looking expecting for Highlander. Um, I'm cutting the Unruly's, and I'm putting in uh, two copies of Mighty Bolt and one copy of Cho'o. Uh, the Mighty Bolts are there because they search out G-Guardians, which you need in order to survive the Steam Maiden matchup. Uh, but for this event, where I didn't think I needed the G-Guards as desperately, and I didn't during my Swiss rounds... Uh, New School was just better because it grabbed me uh, Spark Rays. It grabs me any of my grade 3s. In fact, actually, it's like Mighty Bolt if Mighty Bolt couldn't add Heal Guardians and instead added every single normal unit in your deck to your hand. Yeah, you have, let's see. So not counting New School itself, you have 4, 7, 10, 13, 16, 18, 22 targets. 22 targets out of my 49 card deck. That's pretty yeah. massive. Uh, actually, wait. Uh, 31 if you count this ah uh, no that, that that does come up that stand trigger does come oh. up so yeah i have 31 targets out of my 50 49 cards um so i'm, I'm guessing like putting soul counter charge pretty yep pretty yep. free i mean the deck has soul issues um no it now it doesn't because of this card and also it lets you extend further with exterminate um it lets you use sweep command second effect sometimes which can be game ending actually um i've called a cho off of the second effect and that actually just won me the game sometimes um, I've been in matchups before where someone gave me four damage and I've called back uh, a Demolition Dragon and that also won me the game. Um, but in order to use that skill, you need an extra soul and an extra counterblast. Uh, thankfully, this deck has the stand trigger that lets you have both of those. Um, basically, think about it. Your one stand trigger refunds all of Steve's second cost. Therefore, Steve is still a plus one rather than a plus two. But the plus one you're getting is an extra front row circle and an extra thing called from drop zone. That's kind of massive. And this is Excel 2, right? That you're Obviously getting? Excel 2, yeah. Okay. Um, the only deck you want to go up Excel 1 in is Thavas, and that's because you have genuine deck out issues. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and then Sanctitude, like normal. The G-Zone looks pretty straightforward. How do you yeah. feel about the uh, the Stunverse limit before like, um, going into this tournament? I've literally only used, I mean, I'll tell you this right now. There was not a single time in the entire event where I went, damn, I wish I had a second stun verse. It's literally never came up. Like, I mean, if they wanted to really hit the clan, they should have banned VSR so that they could still stun verse against Steam Maiden and have an actual check to that deck. Um, but the stun verse limit does not do anything other than hurt my Steam Maiden matchup. Literally, this card's limit does absolutely nothing. Um, if they actually, I guess. Yeah, it also kills Vanquisher. Oh no, look what you've done. Um, literally, if they wanted to hit the deck, they had to ban VSR. Um, the actual problem card is Exterminate, but uh, Exterminate is a card that I think is pretty good for the clan to keep it in a meta status rather than rogue status. Um, I mean, I want Exterminate banned, but to do so would genuinely kill the clan's viability, so it's up to what Bushiron wants at that point. Right. Um, I think a lot of people... Like, Stunverse was this sort of lightning rod for people. Yeah, um, it, it was... I'll tell you this right now. The ways to play around Stunverse are literally the exact same way as you play around Lock. The exact same way you play around Lock is how you play around Stunverse. What, not even aggressive? joking. Yeah, just be not even not even be aggressive. It's don't commit too hard. If you commit, plan for the fact that you're going to lose one card out of your hands. If I first tried Stunverse, you my first try does absolutely nothing, and then you kill me on the crackback ninety percent of the time. Um, the exact same ways you play around Lock is how you play around Stunverse. Um, you also have um, the fact that. Uh, the only reason why Stunverse was broken was because VSR. Before VSR came out, Stunverse wasn't really doing too much. Stunverse is limited by three factors. The fact that the first one is awful, the fact that it doesn't give power to any of your field, 
and the fact that the amount of value you get out of it isn't as strong and all it does is clear the board. Um, VSR removes all of these limiters by giving you a giant field, restanding said field, and also um, making you do Stunverse again by banding, binding another card from hand, field, and drop. Um, Stunverse was limited by what it can actually do, and VSR just removed all of those limiters. And so I think if you actually wanted to hit this deck, you'd ban VSR. That seems like a probably good way to look at it. And like, yeah. I think a lot of people were expecting as we were going into this tournament, they're like, Narukami, Narukami's going to be the thing everyone's like looking for. It was topping it's all only these other good. Yeah, it's only yeah. good because Steam Maiden was meta. That's it. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, this deck would not be as good if people learned how to play Highlander or if people learned how to play <laughs> Steam Maiden and not be bad. Or uh, could or afford Highlander. Or could afford Highlander. That's also the thing. I think WCC has like what six Highlander decks that they share around. So obviously yeah. they brought it to Worlds. They, um, I think the the Worlds format was a good representation of what the format would actually look like, even if Stunburst was at four. They um, there was also like people expecting. So a little history lesson for you people who are new to Premium. Yeah. Um, the last five years, I want to say there have been this, this. There's been this weird pattern where Gold Paladin will be at least good. Either the best deck in the format or like <laughs> a, a good like a good contender. And then right. Mega Colony shows up and gets the win. That's happened twice. Um, yeah. On, on two separate occasions. So having that fact in mind, Gold Paladin isn't terrible. And right. uh, uh, people like uh, my friend Scott, Outer Orange, uh, a couple other people were like, Mega Colony could just show up and uh, steal it. You know, getting the top eight, and I don't know if the new Sweet Cocktail promo was enough to... Oh, uh, no, I'll tell you this right now. The only reason Mega Colony didn't top is because I know the guy that was playing it. I think he was the only good Mega player in the room. If uh, if you played Megas at World, I apologize. I didn't know you existed. I thought there was only one Mega Colony player. That's why I'm saying this. Um, but if you did play Mega Colony, shout-outs to you. Um, Peter Van Allen, shout-outs to this guy. Um, he got uh, stalled for time in round one by Chaos. Yeah, the, the that'll Mega happen. Colony v Link Joker always grinds like hard. It, it, no, it wasn't even grind. It was just a stall. He got stalled for time bad. They went into damage. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you this right now. Uh, he has, according to his testing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take his word on this because I trust the guy. Um, he has yet to lose to Narukami. He has yet to lose to Highlander, and his teammate in matchups in auto win because Gredora shuts down time loop. Um, now, is this cradle? Is it? Uh, it's cradle it's cradle it's cradle cradle um i got to play a game against him uh after the tournament had happened uh and i think his strategy was he was riding up on gridora because right now ride down is so powerful that Mm -hmm. gridora will always get a chance to actually resolve which is kind of huge actually uh because cradling a board means that if the card leaves the field that you get searches uh so if they decide to rush you and you cradle their pearl sisters for example uh, this means that they lose two attacks on the Pearl Sisters and have to bounce them off the Heltruda in order to get any kind of value out of them. Yeah, and then you get your and searches. you get your searches and you get yeah. your and you get your goodies. Um, Sweet Cocktail is enough to keep the deck relevant, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because Sweet Cocktail is basically free. Soul Blast isn't a cost in this deck because you have cards uh, such as the Critical Trigger and Malagantis. Um, it gives plus five to your Vanguard if they don't retire a standing rear guard, meaning that they have to commit extra cards to board if they want to deal with it. So it takes out boosters at the very worst and entire front row attackers at the very best. And mm-hmm. in neither of those can, and if neither of those go off, you get front 5k to your Vanguard, which is a constant defensive 5k. 
And you draw a card, by the way. So it's 10k shield in total, and you draw a card. That's kind of nuts. Um, if they commit to board, by the way, you Gradora slash Malagantis them. Uh, therefore, there's no winning in that scenario. It really did just come down to Peter got unlucky. Mega Colony had a pretty solid chance at topping. Uh, unfortunately, it just ran into the bad matchups. Mega Colony is also a very unpopular clan. Even when it's good, it's always yeah. like this weird... It has to be thing. order, yeah. It has to be order bugs powerful for it to be played by people for some reason. Yeah. Um. And then another, like another deck that got this, like this, this promo giving it a huge rocket boost, is uh, Di's the NLK Barrow Magnus with uh, Covenant. Oh Succubus. yeah. Covenant Succubus are... was yeah. a card that uh, it it came off like a custom card. Uh, like <laughs> for does, those who does. for those who don't know, on attack you put a rear guard into soul. Um, she gets uh, and counter charge, and then if you have uh, ten or more in soul, draw two, put her card into soul. The other effect is, I think if you have five in soul plus five K shield, if you have ten in soul, yeah. ten K shield. Yeah, 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 that that never comes up because you're never guarding with her, Lamau. Um, yeah. You're killing her the turn you call. You're killing. You're killing people the turn you call her. Mm -hmm. um, what this allows you to do is it allows you to attack with assassin two more times uh, on a protect two, which is um, that's a 25k power uh, swinger uh, twice mm -hmm. more. That's kind of insane. Uh, you also have the fact that this means that the counter charge uh, NLK can now go off with one less damage. Uh, yes. NLK now needs two two counter blasts for the full combo, uh, and only one counter blast to. Um, uh it only needs one counter blast to do actually no i lied to you it needs one counter blast to do half a combo said half combo is still an nlk swing a barrow swing into Malag uh, into uh into this into the new stride which whose name is avoiding me four facts uh four facts thank you uh it's nlk barrow four facts if you have her on board mm -hmm. so that's kind of nuts uh those promos did a lot for premium though and i hope that we get more promos like them uh, I I really I actually I know people are like oh NLK, NLK is so boring. I genuinely I, I have the deck. I built Me it too. actually. It's currently sitting in my. Uh, it's sitting back there. Um, I have two it's over here. Oh yeah, it's a really fun deck to pilot. It's just that building it is kind of a nightmare. Um, I think I've solved the list. Uh, I got help from Notorious and Notorious Et rather. Uh, Morgan helped me out. Uh, she has a pretty solid list. I think I made a few modifications that make this deck a little more, well, more powerful, even if it's less consistent. Uh, it doesn't matter because I'm a DI player and I'll always just draw the cards I need anyway, smiley face. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's the reason you didn't really see a lot of uh, that deck being brought, just because there's like a consistency problem. It's a huge consistency. It's not a deck you want to bring to a tournament by any means, uh, but it is pretty fun for jamming casual games or locals. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see more of these promos, though. I, I really like what they, they do, do for the game. Yeah, especially like a grade two that is good for the entire clan and just, yeah. Um, I, I was playing against a friend of mine, Ross. Ross, if you're watching, shout out to you, buddy. Uh, me and him played after the event. We were eating tacos in a nice uh, taco place in LA. Uh, and um, we were playing against, he was playing Roroa Mega Colony. He was jamming Sweet Cocktail in that. It, it's just solid overall. Um, were there any other like contenders that you think were going to show up that maybe didn't or uh, anything like I was that? expecting the be the meta to be Steamate and Highlander DI, and I was correct on two of those. DI did okay. not show up at all as far as I'm concerned. Right. Uh, I know Granblue was coming in. I know my friend Sage was on Granblue. He unfortunately ran into all the Mega Colony players. Um <laughs> I know Commander Jaime was uh, running Grand Blue and it didn't on, work out so well for me. I thought he was on Aqua. I thought he was on Aqua Force. Oh wait, no, never mind. 
Yeah, I thought he was on. Granblow is what he topped with. Thavis is what he brought. He topped with Ripple right. and uh, and got so he was on Aquaforce both times. Yeah, he topped. He won with okay. Ripple and he played Aquaforce at this event. He found some really funny token Thavis build, which is you play some generic Ruwoa cards and it works. I mean, it's I, it's it's rest fodder for your pursuit assaults. That is pretty funny. I I run um, tokens in Great Nature. Oh yeah, no. Because the girl blows herself up in end phase, so you yep. draw off of that and then retire them with Ardillo and then draw off of that. Yeah, yeah, stuff. no, I know you do that in, uh, in. I know a friend of mine does that in Big Belly. Um, but another deck I expected to see more of, uh, honestly, I don't know, man. I think everything that showed up was expected other than the Steam Maiden. I expected less Steam Maiden more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had four Steam Maiden and Top Cut. I think those were all the Steam Maiden players, too. I think that we just, I think Steam Maiden had a 100% representation rate. Um, but I could be wrong on that. I don't know what every one of the event was playing. Um, I guess before we like go into Steam Maiden and then your your games uh, to yes. finish it off here, uh, Spike Brothers uh, seems to like okay. So in Anaheim, it it won, and then yep. uh, it, it like managed to get a topping, uh, like a topping spot here. What do you think of Spike Brothers? Um, I think spikes are an incredibly strong deck that just have a few really cringe matchups. Uh, Narukami is not one of them. Uh, Highlander is one of them. Uh, and I know that Mega Colony is also one of them. Yeah. Uh, it has a few, uh, and, and that's why I think Mega Colony maybe is better into this upcoming format than a lot of people are giving it credit for. I really recommend if you have the ability to buy a Mega Colony, buy into it. It's a cheap, accessible, easy-to-play premium deck. The only expensive cards are like the Ghidorahs that are running for 15, and even then... I mean, it's it's an it's an eternal format. What were you expecting to not spend money on cardboard? Those Gradoras will last you until the end of time. She's never getting banned, guys. She's never <laughs> going away. Buy her now. I'm dead serious. I bought her when she was like two dollars, and they've been lasting me since I got them on a release. Like you're making a pretty solid investment if you buy an Omega Colony. Um, but Spikes is a deck that I also own, and I also like believe in the power of. Um, I think that this is a overall pretty solid format. We have like two decks that I'd call cringe, but only one of them I think needs hits. I'm fine with having to build around Highlander. I really am. Um, I used to think that Highlander was busted and I still think Q-Tire should be banned, but if she's not banned, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because I genuinely enjoy building for this format. And then for Steam Maidens, the Piano Man got hit uh, in advance of this tournament and it turned out to not matter. Uh, Doesn't matter at all, man. That's what most people are thinking. We're like, okay, good that you banned Piano Man. Like, Turn wide guard restrict is bad. Yep. But uh like it's not gonna do anything. And, and Tirana needed right. to be and Tirana needs to be banned. I actually think that the entire Steam Maiden archetype just needs to be deleted from existence. Because the issue with Steam Maiden is that it's hard to build around, first of all. But even if you do build around it, you now lose the Highlander. You cannot build around Steam Maiden and also build around Highlander. It's very hard to do that. Um, the decks that beat Steam Maiden lose to Highlander, and the decks that lose to Highlander beat Steam Maiden, and I think that's a very unhealthy format. It's the reason why I thought Order Bugs and Team League were unhealthy, was because the decks that beat Order Colony lose to State Nightmare Doll, and the decks that beat Nightmare Doll lose to Order Colony. Um, and that's not good for a Team League. It's good for like a, um, it's good for a, uh, for a non-Team League regional. I think that that Order Bugs format might have been a little more healthy if we weren't in Team League. Uh, but it's it's just kind of a, a cringe scenario for everyone involved. Uh, and the fact that Enterana is a genuinely like okay, I say broken a lot, but broken only means it's above everything else in the format. 
I genuinely think Enterana is broken. That is for a people wondering three. who Enterana is. It's motorcycle. Yeah, this shit. card. Yeah, no, she is a plus three for counter blast one, soul blast one, uh, and yeah. not in like the play aroundable way. Um, it has a really strong early game. It has an incredible late game, and you have to damage deny it or you die essentially. Um, and when you damage deny it, that implies that its early game, it, that its late game is probably weaker because it has a powerful early game. No, it just can do everything. Um, Highlander it's, can literally do everything, but has a higher ceiling and a higher floor, meaning it's harder to access and also bricks harder. Um, but Steam Maiden never bricks. Uh, lower and floor, lower floor, much lower floor for Steam Maiden, much lower floor for Steam Maiden. Um, I think the overall format is great if you delete Steam Maiden from the format. Um, maybe if you fix the ride down rules, it'll be fine. I think if you fix the ride down rules, Steam Maiden might actually be like genuinely an okay deck. Uh, all you have to do is make it say that you can also stride if your opponent ever rode three at once during the game. Uh, I think we talked about this on a past episode, but it, we probably Thailand, did. Yeah, Thailand. Thailand is the one that. Yep, Thailand has good stride that, rules. That has yep. good rules. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I guess the last thing to cover here before your your matchups, uh, uh, Highlander. What's the whole deal with that? What What do you? That's think? fine. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I think Q Dyer should still be banned. But like, I'm not gonna lose sleep if she isn't. I, I, okay. I, I mean, the fact that I can build around Highlander means it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, the fact that my Narukami deck has a 100% win rate against it, fine. <laughs> Mega Colony has a pretty good win rate against it, fine. Spikes nails it into the ground, fine. Um, there's a lot of decks that could just steamroll Highlander. Uh, Grand Blue can hose it pretty well. Um, I think that if a deck can be built around, it's genuinely healthy. Um, I think that if you're required to build around it, there's a problem um highlander does not feel like one of those decks even if i didn't build around highlander um i think that my opponent's bricking genuinely just means that it's fine highlander is a deck that will ruin some kids day at locals but in terms <laughs> of tournament rep in terms of tournament representation it'll simply be capped by the fact that it can brick really freaking hard and it's the nlk problem it's literally the nlk problem yeah so um if uh you know newer listeners to nexus and i are general uh, metric for a deck being too centralized is half or more of the top yeah. eights consistently, yeah. and we're kind of getting there. Yep. So uh, I will say, I could I'll say this in advance: I could be completely wrong about Steam Maiden. I'm not going to give up on this format just yet because I mean, me now that I've proved, yeah, now that I've proven that I'm good at the game, I actually want to play it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, so um the fact that Steam Maiden is overrepresented, I think that people will start to cut down maybe on Highlander. Uh, and that means that I can build around Steam. I'll try and find ways to build around Steam Maiden. I think mm -hmm. they do exist. It's just gonna be harder with one stunverse. Maybe the one stunverse is all I really needed. Um, it's entirely possible that all I have to do is um uh stunverse them on my first stride uh using VSR. Maybe they go back to VSR, use the one stunverse, and then ride Steve in order to uh, sweep command their front row. Maybe mm -hmm. I just don't spam stunverse. Um, maybe it's fine. Like genuinely, I could be completely wrong here. These are my impressions going into it though. And testing will show if I'm right or not. So in the event that I'm wrong, I will disclaim it now. All right. Well, uh, uh, thanks for all the insight on this. And I, I hope yeah, you course. guys have all enjoyed this. We're going to go into uh, Ty's matchups that he went through here but yeah. first uh uh if you're if you're watching this on youtube leave a like leave a comment if you're listening on spotify or whatever leave a review helps helps the show out all help, right help atlas out he's genuinely a great guy and deserves all the love he can get uh, let's do this so all right what were, what were your matchups we had six rounds of swiss 
one I went X one in Swiss, uh, meaning that uh, uh, five wins of five of those wins were mine. Uh, so first round was against the mirror match. Uh, I ran into a fellow Narukami player, and he was on a build that was probably more geared to beat Steam Maiden. He was running VSRs and Phoenixes. He was running a lot of cards that were from the old shells and the old builds. Uh, thankfully, my deck was teched to beat the mirror match. What won me the game was how it was it went as following. So he, I believe, I went. Uh, he went first. Um, he he game he grade two gamed me, but then later told me that it was because he didn't have a three in hand. So he went first. I went then. I rode I rode Nusku, looked at top five, found a demolition, called it swing, and got that. His turn came. He rode um, uh, grade two. He called a demo, swing, I guarded. Uh, my turn came, draw, ride spark rays, call a board, swing in. He guarded these to prevent me from drawing cards, which is the correct thing to do. Um, that was the absolute correct thing on his part, because if I draw a card, then I'm immediately ahead on advantage. Uh, he tried to grade two game me. He rode a grade two. He called a back row demolition, swang in. Uh, I guarded it. It was now my turn. Now, he had no front row, no cards and damage. His hope was what I would swing at him and give him one damage, which is all he needed for the exterminate play. Uh, what ended up happening was I rode sweep command, sweep command skill, drag the demolition to the front row, swing at the demolition, pass. Now you've got no counter blast, no field. What's your exterminate turn going to do? He strode exterminate, no power came over it. One defensive ended his turn. My turn came. I pushed him to five uh, and his turn came. He tried exterminate again, called the board, impede ended it. And then my turn came on and I exterminated for game. Uh, the sweep command dragging the, the drag of the demolition to front row is genuinely what won me the game there. Uh, thankfully, also I have pieces like uh, Rolock to help in the early game, as well as Unruly to deal with potential restanders. Uh, therefore, uh, I my deck was more geared for the mirror. Uh, as for round two, it was against Andrew Kondrick. He was on Luard Gize. This was my stream game, and I really I can't wait for the VOD to go up because I really want to study that game. Uh, I genuinely think that was my most impressive Vanguard performance of my life. Um, I, I know, yeah. I mean it. I, I think that I, 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 I was told by the people that were watching that I played that perfectly. There was no way I could have, I possibly misplayed. Everything I did was correct, and I'm really proud of how that game went down. So I, <clears throat> I was missing like all of this. So during the the worlds, I was running around, either meeting people, uh, like. Okay, there was I I don't know if uh, you heard about this, but mm -hmm. all the promos that you got, like in the welcome bag and yeah. by doing free fight and stuff, there was yeah. a stand outside that would buy them for five bucks each. Oh, so people were running rackets where they're like doing free fight, get the promo, run outside, wow. sell it for five bucks. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And that wow. lasted until about one p.m. I made thirty five dollars. Uh, that's that. actually hilarious yeah uh nice so that's well what done. i was doing while that no was no no worries yeah well done yeah. um basically as soon as he flipped over the gaze i starter and rather i did know he was playing this deck because um he and i talked for a little bit uh thursday uh evening rather because we went to go get lunch together and then we uh, went to locals for a little bit um i knew about this deck beforehand and he knew about my deck beforehand so we both went into this game with no hidden information yeah. um what happened was he flipped a starter i believe i was going first my first move, obviously, is a ride up and pass. My second turn involved ride spark rays, grab a second demolition, call two demolitions, call a front row, ooga booga, smash them in the face. Your defensives don't work. Uh, and as soon as we got into the stride game, I had a three-step plan uh, for winning this matchup. Step one, stunverse. Did you know that Xeroth dragons in the bind zone count for stunverse? I did not know that, no. 
It's hilarious. Two cards off the stun burst from the first stun burst because he had one card on field, three Zeros in bind, up to four cards in bind zone. That's eight bound cards. Draw two off the stun burst, put two more cards in the bind zone. Now, why is this relevant? Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I also, every chance I got to use the demolition effect to go into soul and bind one, I did. I made sure that his grade one count was low so that if he had to ultimate stride into Gize, he would have to work for it. Um, on that turn as well, though, he had, uh, I, I swang into him. He checked a defensive trigger. He now is on four Zeroths. I could have swung one more time. I chose to pass instead. Simple reason being, if that card was a trigger, the game was over. I was not winning then. Um, I needed hit to hit him with exterminate for my step two, for step two of my plan. Uh, so instead of swinging one more time, I simply passed. On my exterminate turn, he added the witch that is a hand trap that says if you can if you, if she's placed in the guardian circle, retired two witches take out a, unit, a standing unit. Now I had two options. I ride Steve. I can either take out both of the front row but leave two witches on board and get hand trapped, or I can take out a column, take two witches off the board, and therefore have only 10k to my front row, but also not get hand trapped. I elected to do that. Uh, he had five zeroths. I needed to push him to five this turn, and I did just that. Having 10k on your front row, did you know is actually really good if your opponent can't check defensives? That is pretty funny. It, it uh, matters. I think that's what like made Gize not so scary. Because like yeah, back really. when it first came out, people were like, oh my god, 30k body. It burns you five damage to death. I'm like, okay. But all the damages they take leading up to the five Zeros bound uh, don't mm. give any powers. So just start yep. the face. You can smash them in the face. They can't check defensives. His next turn, Giza hits the board. I'm taking five damage on my next turn, buddy. Here comes step three of the plan. Stride into Voltage. All those Stunverse binds, all those Demolition binds, all those Steve binds, all of that was building to this moment. Plus 36 to the front row, got my restanders, beat the crap out of them. Easy clap. Uh, this That was my three-step plan for beating Giza. And I, I the fact I had to plan that far ahead, I'm really proud of myself for that performance. Um, round three was against Spike Brothers. It was the guy who made top four. Uh, and I lost to him due to one simple mistake on my part. So I am absolutely okay with taking this loss. Uh, on his Nova turn, I checked a defensive OT. Now, what this means is his turn probably ends. Here's an issue, though. If he checks an overtrigger, I automatically lose the game here. There's no way I come back from that. He puts me to high damage, and on his galley turn, I'm done for. Uh, so out of fear, I use two Rolocks to guard the next two attacks. And then on his galley turn, if I had 20k more shield, I would have survived. Unfortunately, if I had just taken the risk, I would have won the game. But that's okay. We still made it to top eight anyway. We never get punished. Um, yeah. Yep. Going into round four. Round four was against Highlander. I was built to beat this deck. It was a pretty easy W as a result. He unfortunately did not get to see the cards he wanted to see. Uh, he did get a Q tire, but he did not have the Pearl Sisters. Round five was against another Highlander. And my opponent in round five, God... I forgot your name, man. I'm so sorry. I think it was Gabriel. I think your name was Gabriel, buddy. Buddy, you were such a fun guy to play against. We were memeing and dreaming and laughing and have a good time. He did not see Q-Tire the entire game. No, come on. And I and he damage-checked damage both Pearl Sisters. <laughs> it was really funny. Unfortunately, that is how that ended. Uh, round six was against Steam Baited, and this is what I was kind of like, oh, this is bad. Um, however, I'm just the best player in the game, and I damage checked an OT on his dust. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah, That's just, always a good time. I'm, I'm just the best 
player in the game, bro. What do you want from me? <laughs> so, what uh, what did like was that putting you to five or six or that was putting what, me to five? That was putting okay. me to five. Yeah, no, it was the dust damage, the one where when you use a skill, the opponent takes the damage. Oh, he hadn't even gotten to attack yet. Oh my god. But yeah, by that point, just swing with your vanguard and end. <laughs> no, it was awful. I was like, oh, I love the OT. What a fun mechanic. Great. Oh. This is so cool. I was probably dead anyway, but like, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'll still take the next one record considering like if I had not misplayed in round three, I would have won. So like, mm -hmm. it's whatever. Um, then comes the top eight against Dave, the winner of the event. Um, that Shout game... out to Dave who uh, came to my uh, my locals twice. Oh no, Dave is a chill guy. Dave's a yeah. chill guy. I, I'm glad that me and I, are, uh, me and I, me and him, me and him are pretty pretty good buddies now. Um, we had some nice conversation. Our game was really fun. Uh, I didn't really feel bad losing to the guy. Like I made top eight. He was a pretty good opponent. We had a good time anyway. Um, I think I played that game perfectly. It just comes down to I have a poor matchup and he checked three defensives. It's a card. It's a card game. I mean, shit happens. You know, not much I can really do about that um i've kind of just accepted like i mean that's it's to be expected i guess three defenses whatever but also i had a poor matchup i was not expecting to win this game um he was going first so we also got the ride down like everything in that just at that game just did not go my way i played as best as i could um so it is what it is on that end so we ended with a x1 record ended in fifth place uh and also ended with a w under our belt for uh the top eight section and unfortunately an l against our first match in top eight it was a really good run though i think there was a I th I'm, I'm really proud with what i did again i'm a little upset that i misplay with the rolox but in hindsight i mean hindsight is 2020 right like you always uh realize the best things in, in retrospect uh it felt right to make that play at the time uh but it is what it is you know can't always play perfectly yeah of course um and then, okay, so the loss to Dave was in top eight. Yeah, the loss to Dave okay. was in top eight. Yeah, I, okay. I lost in top eight. Uh, I actually no, I did win one game in top eight. The deck check, I won the deck check. That was that was round one. Winning the deck check is very important. That um, is true. I I think that happens for a lot of people. And yeah, this is this is a conspiracy theory uh, for for people who oh, live in more oh, humid climates. Oh, I think people like the 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 games or, or the the bcs's and events that are in more humid climates tend to have crazier top eights because people fail deck check because the humidity warps your cards <laughs> prove me wrong you know what do a study i dare you to do a study i want to do i want to do a study on this actually this will be this will be great next to. time next time regionals yeah. comes around i'm just gonna ask you should just like ask people who got disqualified for top eight hey why'd you get disqualified was it warped cards like that's all that literally just ask that. And if you get like, I don't know, a 60% representation in the yeses, I think you might be onto something, buddy. Ooh, um, yeah. But um, yeah, shout outs to, um, I genuinely don't remember this guy's actual name. I really hope he comments his actual name down in the comments. I just referred to him as John from Bu John Bushy Road. Like that, that's what I've been calling him all day. He was a Bushy Road staff member. He was a really cool guy. I just been calling him John Bushy Road because I'm like, guys, he's a Bushy staff. He knows everything. It's John Bushy Road. It's yeah. John Bushy Road. Uh, and so whenever he'd walk by, I'd be like, hi, John. And he'd be like, hi. Oh, so you were calling him John to his face. I was calling him John the whole event. I don't know his actual name. Right. <laughs> is, is there anything a, else you, you, you want to say like about your experience before we wrap up here? Oh, yeah, no. 
I will say um, this event, uh, it was really nice to meet everybody. A lot of these people, I think that like I had misconceptions on their character and maybe they had misconceptions of my character because we had never talked in real life before. But after speaking in real life with a lot of people like Crow, Peter, um, uh, Philip from Top Deck Heroes, a lot of these, they're genuinely amazing people, okay? If I ever hear anyone talk shit about this community, I will knock them out. Like I'll punch them in the nose, okay? This is a genuinely fantastic community despite the complete idiots on vanguard in this despite the brain dead takes okay there's such a, a small minority of people because the people i met at worlds and the people i've talked to at regionals and the people who like took time out of their day to talk to me like sergio the guy that went undefeated in swiss for standard he's a really cool guy he's one of high maze metafy students and he and i had a fantastic talk at the dinner um it was a genuinely fantastic experience to meet everyone there uh tie fighter for example bro me and tie fighter like never talked before this point now me and him are like but we we had a three hour long conversation on like fast food joints in america and which ones were the best ones we came to the conclusion that culver's is king uh and i will not accept any alternatives hot take um not not wrong i don't know i'd have to think about it more Oh, Culver's is um, Culver's is undefeatable, buddy. Cheese curd burger, mwah. The curd burger is is god tier, buddy. I gotta retry that. Oh uh, yeah, it's good. yeah. Like he for for people who don't know, he's a hugger. Like I, I I on the Nexus at night Twitter was like, hey, if people are in town before the event, come to our local. <laughs> and then I come in, and he's like, I Atlas. He he stops the game. He's in the middle of gets up and like tackle hugs me. From, I, I didn't expect yeah. to see you there, bro. I didn't see your tweet. I didn't expect to see you there, man. Wait, uh, how did you know it was going on then? Oh, we just walked over. We just walked over there. We genuinely—it oh. was just coincidence. We genuinely just walked in. It oh was really God. close to where we were having. Yeah, it was really close to where we were having dinner. Um, and uh, we were just like, "Hey, there's a card shop. You guys want to go?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll go." And we just walked oh. over. Yeah, it was just a coincidence. Really funny. I know it's uh, crazy, right? So, yeah, I, I. I it was great meeting you. It was great uh, meeting people like Commander Jaime and Outer Orange and Different Oh my fight. god! Yeah, uh, no. Philip from Top Deck Heroes, who was gigantic. I have never he's, felt more like a toddler. He's he's <laughs> huge, literally. No, we were like yeah. walking down a really sketchy street, and we're like, guys, we're not gonna get robbed. We have a Philip. Yeah. Like we're fine. He, no one's gonna mess with us. We have a Philip. I'm six foot. He's like six foot infinity. And, uh, <laughs> the dude, the dude yeah. is so tall he doesn't pass truck clearance he yeah. doesn't pass car clearance it's so funny and it, he's it a great, tall man great meeting you and i i i hope to go to another worlds again sometime if they have i you know what i hope that i honestly i know people are like oh do it in japan next year i really want them to do it in la again like the fact i was able to afford going to regionals going to worlds again was like the fact i could afford this is what made it special for me yeah. The fact I could really afford this is why I liked it so much. Um, it really felt nice to uh, to go to this place. It really felt nice to meet all these people. Uh, I can't wait to test for regionals. I can't wait to test for team league. Uh, and a lot of these people I met are going to be, I think they're going to be pretty good testing partners and pretty good friends uh, until I eventually, I guess, retire. I don't know how I feel about retiring from Vanguard right now, man. The game's in a really good spot right now. And even when it wasn't in a good spot, there's this weird thing with me where like i think the game's in an awful position and then i actually play at an event and i'm like wow this wasn't that bad yeah. um I, I really think i just need to play at events more you know um but i'm really looking forward to testing this this format i'm really looking forward to playing around i'm really looking forward to just like seeing the vanguard community again and 
God, I just, I love you guys so much, okay? I've given you way too much. I've given this community way too much crap. I, I can't, I don't, I couldn't ask for a better community. I really couldn't. I really See couldn't that, ask Van for a better He's apologizing. No, um. no, no, no. Vanguardians is awful. Everyone else is fine, though. No, no, no. Vanguardians, Vanguardians can, can slob my knob, okay? I don't want any of that. That I, I hate them all. I'm just kidding. No, there's a few right. of my Vanguardians I love. Dylan Swift, you're the first name that comes to mind. I love you, buddy. You're great. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode of Nexus at Night. Matt and Rupert will be back next week. Uh, find us at Twitter or Instagram yep. at Nexus at Night, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night, merch, playmats, all that good stuff. Where can they find you, Ty? They can find me at youtube.com slash Ty Sensei Sama. Uh, I think that's how that works. Um, but you can find me at Ty Sensei Sama on YouTube or Ty Sensei Sama on Twitter, where I post things that I draw because I apparently draw. Uh, and also talk to a lot of Vanguard creators and just kind of talk about things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm posting my Narukami deck profile on uh, the YouTube. I'll be going over my matchup spread again and also going into specific card choices and also a possible build for the Steam Maiden meta once I get that solved. I think I have it. I just need a few more games. Um, send it to me when it's done. I'll put it in the show notes. You- yeah. absolutely got it i will send it to you when i okay. record it this weekend um, alice before we go it's been fantastic talking to you buddy it was really nice to meet you man thanks ty it was great meeting you too and uh, you give good hugs uh you can find <laughs> you can find matt on twitter at wiggums two g's two z's you can find root beer at plasma eclipse you can find me at atlas novak on twitter instagram uh or you can follow my other podcast at generation dan on twitter at generation underscore dan on instagram that's a comedy show. Uh, this coming week, uh, we, we have somebody called Tilted Cone, and we're talking about times you've been in over your head on stuff. All that, bro. Time. I need, I need, bro. I need to actually like sit down and watch some of these episodes at some point. Like the one, the one with uh, the one with Orange seemed like a good watch. That he actually She's had like, two sit of down them. She's been on twice. She's had two of them. Yeah. All right, yeah. but where's my so, invite, Atlas? <laughs> I, I probably should. I, I. I want to do more um, like Vanguard community people on the comedy podcast because it's interesting yeah. to see them outside of their shell of like yep. card games and yep. into real life. And then Dino yep. makes fun of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. And until next time, I was Atlas. Uh, I'm Ty, At- I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>